Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we've seen the headlines uh, and the panic on both the left and the right when it comes to the United States Supreme Court. The court agreeing to take up issues surrounding abortion and other hot-button issues uh, has created a lot of tension from both the left and the right. And today we're going to make sure we do what we always do around here. We're going to go beyond the headlines and look at President Biden's Supreme Court commission who had its first meeting. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So it is time to think again. Again, there's been a lot of hand-wringing over whether or not uh, President Joe Biden would use uh, his ability to nominate uh, folks to the Supreme Court if they would try to change the number uh, and do that by executive order or do that through the United States Senate. Uh, And there is a commission that the president has put in place, a Supreme Court commission, had its first meeting. And so we want to get behind it just a little bit in terms of what is the charge of this group of uh, experts, a lot of educators uh, and uh, attorneys in the mix in terms of uh, the makeup of this uh, committee and this commission uh, regarding the Supreme Court. So let's get into it just a little bit in terms of what it is, what came out of their first meeting, which was a Zoom meeting, by the way. Uh, interesting to see all of these uh, folks by Zoom taking their oath of office as, as part of a presidentially appointed committee. And uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, Commissioner Kate uh, Andreas uh, broke down uh, some of the purposes of the actual committee and started with this. The first area of research will set the stage for the commission's work by considering the genesis of the reform debate and by defining the commission's mission. The Commission will consider why reforming the Supreme Court has been a subject of debate throughout the nation's history and what factors contribute to the debate of late. Okay, so uh, clearly we're going to look at uh, why we're having this conversation, although this is an interesting one because uh, this is it has come up uh, from time to time, uh, usually in very heated politically partisan uh, periods of our history, and so I don't think that should take them more than about uh, three minutes, I think, to get that debate over. Uh, so let's go to the second uh, area of focus for the commission. The second area of focus will be the court's role in the constitutional system. To that end, the commission will examine debates about the scope of judicial review and the authority of the court to invalidate the acts of the other branches of government. 
Okay, I think this is quick work. I don't know that we need a blue ribbon committee for these uh, first two areas. <laughs> they, uh, they're in the Constitution. Uh, the scope, the the power that the uh, judicial branch has to check uh, other branches of government are well established, well understood. Uh, this should be very short work for the committee. Let's go on to the next. The third area of focus will be the length of service and turnover of justices on the court. All right, so now we're getting into some areas where there's uh, not so much spelled out in the Constitution, and this becomes more a cause for interpretation. So the third area of focus will be the length of service and turnover of justices on the court. And, of course, uh, currently the term of service is a, it's a lifetime appointment. Until they either pass away or decide to retire, uh, they are in. And so that part of the review, I think that's... I think that's reviewable for sure. Uh, does it make sense for those to be lifetime appointments? Should there be term limits? Should there be age limits? I think they'll be all of those. But again, I don't think this is a real exhaustive process to get through. Uh, let's go on to number four. So the fourth area of research is to consider proposals regarding the membership and size of the court. We will consider debates about whether to expand the size of the court or otherwise reform how it is constituted. All right, so now we've hit it. Number four. This is the one we have to think again about. This is where we get into the number of members of the court. And it's been nine, of course, uh, for a, a very long time. And uh, that number has been debated from time to time. Uh, but it has always been swatted back uh, by Congress, uh, by members of both political parties have said, no, it's a bad idea because it can swing one way. And, and once you start to swing that pendulum, uh, there's really no backstop on that. Uh, and so I think this is the area where obviously there's the biggest hand wringing. Uh, there's there's hand wringing, of course, currently on the right, because if uh, suddenly President Biden was able to appoint six more justices, that would clearly swing the court in a different direction. Uh, but of course, as in all things politics, uh, things do swing and pendulums do swing back. And so there would clearly be a point in history where you would have a Republican administration, a Republican controlled Congress, and it could certainly swing back the other way. And uh, that's not good because the, the thing we have to remember, the thing I want everybody to think again about, the most important thing is we maintain the trust that we have in the institution, the institution of the Supreme Court. Uh, we've lost almost all confidence in Congress. Uh, Congress's approval and uh, confidence rating is about 12 percent, uh, which I think it puts puts it slightly behind the coronavirus, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we need to make sure we're maintaining that uh, and stepping forward. So this is going to be the hot button issue. But there is one other area that the commission is going to look at. Um, finally, the commission will consider issues around the Supreme Court's case selection and review, its docket rules and practices. So the commission will analyze debates surrounding the court's workload and processes for selecting, deciding, and hearing cases, as well as its interactions with the public. All right. So this is one other area, uh, again, where I, I think uh, this one is not as well spelled out. And so that one is worth review. Uh, so, again, there's five uh, major components uh, to the work of this commission from President Biden on the Supreme Court. And really the hot button issues uh, are going to be the fourth area, which of course is the, the size of the court and number three, which would be the length of service of members on that court. Uh, but, but I want to go back to this idea of confidence in the court, because to me, that's uh, what we have to maintain 
and control the most. The one thing we have never tested in this country uh, is will will the constitutional republic hold if we've lost trust, if we have drained the trust out of the system, especially in the system of government and the branches of government, uh, then I think we're we're in for a really tough slog as a country and a really difficult uh, a really difficult period for us for sure. Uh, there's been obviously a lot of back and forth in terms of what this all means, and uh, I want to go to just uh, one idea uh, from the Judicial Crisis Crisis Network. Carrie uh, Severino uh, weighed in on this and some of her worries yesterday. I think this commission is really just a way to provide some kind of cover and say, oh, look, here's some academics, uh, really hand-picked uh, extremists, but academics that we're going to be uh, using to uh, give a veneer of respectability to this court packing plan. Okay, so uh, she's weighing in, obviously, from the right, saying, look, this is really just providing some cover to the administration who wants to pack the court. Uh, also interesting, uh, Jonathan Turley, uh, who is a conservative attorney, often weighs in on things regarding the Supreme Court. Uh, he said yesterday that it's unlikely that this commission would produce uh, packing the court. Uh, he said he went on to say at least most of us hope that we haven't lost our collective mind. But it's an expensive uh, it's an expe- expensive form of theater uh, and uh, went on to talk about it in terms of it being federally funded. And I think that's the, the challenge. This, this group is going to spend a lot of money, and out of the five areas uh, of focus that they have, I think three of the five are just in the Constitution. This, I mean, it should not take them an afternoon to solve that, and yet we've got all of these experts, all of these elites uh, that are going to look at this for a period of time, and three out of the five things they're commissioned to work on and come back with recommendations for are just very plain. And clear in the Constitution. The other two are highly problematic uh, and will cause great debate. And will it be used for cover for President Biden to uh, pack the court? Or will reason prevail and uh, we continue to make sure we have confidence in the courts, confidence in the system, confidence for the country? Uh, we got to think again. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.